0: before we get into that, let's pray. <laughs> Father, thank you for your word to us. God, I ask that somehow through, uh, through my fumbling words this morning that you would speak to us clearly, that we would be able to hear your voice and respond in obedience. God, uh, we, just, we just turn our attention to you now and ask that you'd speak to us. And I ask for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, uh, waiting is like everybody's favorite thing to do, right? Like that's, that's the best. That's the, you know, you think, you think, ah, boy, you know, I got a vacation. You know what I want to do? I want to go stand in line somewhere, right? I want to go, I want to go wait outside a doctor's office. I want to, you know, obviously this is not a subject that is like everybody's favorite thing. I, in fact, I'll just be honest and say I hate waiting. I hate it so much. I want to do as little waiting for, uh, for the things that I want in life as possible. I am super into instant gratification. I want what I want, and I want it now. You know, I, I love that Freddie Mercury song. I love Queen talking about, yeah, anyway, so nobody knows that. That's I, I'm like feeling really old. That was like my dad's music anyway. So, okay. So, uh, you know, earlier this week, I, I uh, actually was trying to get communication about masks out and I know that we've all been waiting for a long time to kind of relax about certain things. We've been waiting for this pandemic to be over. And I was really frustrated because we were having internet issues here at the church. And I know some of you know that the internet download speed is pretty good at the church, but our internet upload speed is like, it's garbage. You know, you can send an email, but if you're going to do anything else, you, you know, streaming video, we, we, part of the reason we stopped doing that is because it's, it's kind of expensive and tricky to get the upload speeds that we need. And so uh, I was trying to upload a video, and it was just taking forever, and so I would you know, kind of get it started, and I'd go, and I'd like mop or something, I'd come back, and the, you know, the, the, little, the little progress bar, it had moved like one pixel, you know, and I was just like, like I was, I was really angry, like I was, you know, I don't want to say what I said out loud uh, in front of you, I'm a, little, I'm a little embarrassed, to be honest, but uh, there are many times in our life when there are going to be times when we don't get the things that we want. And we we have to wait. We have to uh, we have to be patient. Uh, and this practice of waiting is actually something that uh, has been has been a thing in the church. And I I know that waiting is really unpopular. It's very countercultural. Uh, it's not something that Americans know how to do at all. Uh, it, you know, look at traffic. Look at you know look at people using their phones. You know, like. Anytime your internet connection is uh, even slightly delayed, it's, like, infuriating. Um, But waiting is something that Jesus did, and waiting is something that all of us will have to do at some point in our lives. And so we want to learn how to wait well. Particularly today, I want to talk about this idea or this concept of waiting on God. And I think, first, I just want to look at this one verse I just want to look at this one verse of Jesus. Now, one of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray, and he spent the night praying to God. And if you read on in the context, and we will later, it becomes really clear that Jesus spent all night praying. He spent all night just waiting on the Lord, attending his attention to God, giving his attention to to his father to give him direction. And I think it's actually true, you know, maybe one way to think about waiting, maybe one way to think about the ways that we wait and the things that we do in life is, you know, what what do we hesitate for? What will we wait to start in order to protect something else in our lives? You know, there are a lot of things that we will wait for, that we are waiting for at any given time, things that we want, things that we desire, things that we hope for that we're waiting for, you know, a, a few examples, you know, a lot of things that people wait for, people will wait for marriage, right, uh, hopefully people will wait for marriage, that's actually pretty counter, counter-cultural uh, at, this, at this point in our life too, right, like that's pretty, that's pretty counter-cultural these days to, to wait for marriage, do you know what I'm talking about, um, you know, but the, but the Christian way to wait for, uh, the, the Christian way to kind of be bad at waiting uh, is, to, is to rush into a marriage, right, uh, because the, the, we know that as, as good Christians, we know there's, there's no sex outside of marriage. That's pretty, that's actually pretty biblical. Uh, it's pretty, 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 pretty solid ground. Um, and so, well, you know, some people have trouble waiting. Some people, you know, some people will, will have sex and then wait to get married. But other people will, uh, uh, other people will, will kind of rush into a marriage so that they don't have to wait to have sex. That's, that's, a, that's a problem that some Christians have. And, and, and I think that this is important because uh, we need to make sure, are we discerning what does God want for us in our life? Does God want us to be married? That, that's a decision I think God should have something to say about. And I wonder how many of us know someone or maybe ourselves did rush into a commitment that God never intended us to make you know jobs and careers, people will people will rush into a job or a career, or they will hesitate, they will delay getting married, uh, in order to pursue a job or to pursue a career, uh, to to really like devote themselves to their craft or to their what they sense as their calling. Uh, people will move across the country, you know, will wait to commit to a church community or commit to friendships and relationships, or will will jettison those things in order to relocate in order to pursue a job or career and, and hesitate and put other things on hold in order to orient our lives around a job or career, usually uh, because it will pay more money, right? Or Usually usually when people move, money is part of that that equation, you know? It's not just career satisfaction for most people. Uh, for most people, how much money I'm, a, I'm able to make and what I'm able to get paid in my job, you know, I'm I might be waiting for a better job. I might be hoping for a better job. Some people are, wait a long time to, to have kids, or they will put other things on hold in order to have kids. And so much of our lives, as, as when we become parents, our life necessarily has to be about our children. It has to be about our families. That has to become a priority and to be important. And some people spend a long time, even without having children, waiting and hoping and spending so much time and energy oriented around waiting for the opportunity to have children. There are all kinds of other things that we can wait for. There are all kinds of other things that we want, that we desire, that we will hesitate to do other things in order to serve our desire to have certainty. You know, I, I want to learn to pray for the sick, but I just, I don't want to do it yet because I want to be certain that it's not going to be awkward, or I want to be certain that the person I pray for is going to be healed when I pray for them. I want to be sure before I step out in faith. So I will wait to pray for the sick until I feel secure and certain in my faith or in my ability or whatever. And I think it's important to think about the things that we are willing to wait for, the things that we are willing to put on hold as believers. Because I think that oftentimes we wait to do the will of God in order to serve our desires. But really it's supposed to be the other way around. Really we're supposed to wait on God and pursue these things after we get direction from the Lord. What we wait for really reveals what we hope for. It reveals what our priorities are and what really matters to us first when we talk about what we're willing to wait for. And so we see what Jesus is about. If we read the rest of this passage, One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When the morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he also designated apostles. Simon, who he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was also called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. And I wonder, you know, I think I think one of the reasons that we hesitate to wait, maybe sometimes, maybe some sometimes maybe, maybe we hesitate to wait, or we don't seek the Lord's face, or uh, we we don't we aren't diligent in our process of discernment uh, because we we feel like we may have been burned, we may have been let down, we may have like really tried to do God's will, and then something happened that we didn't want to happen. You know, the, the, the house wasn't everything that we hoped it would be. The, the job wasn't everything that we hoped it would be. The, the experience of being a parent and raising children was harder than we thought it was going to be. Or, or marriage turned out to be really, really difficult and maybe at times disappointing. And we wonder, did we hear from the Lord? Did God really lead me into this? Did I do what God told me to do? But Jesus spent all night praying, and I have to believe that God led him to choose a person who would betray him. God is doing something bigger than just our wants and desires in our life. And Jesus said this, he said, very truly I tell you, the Son can do nothing By himself, he can only do what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. One of the main reasons it's important for us to learn how to wait on God is so that we can discern the father's will. We want to learn how to do God's will, that's what's supposed to come first. And this is a really big theme in the life in the ministry of jesus we see this over and over and over in his ministry that the kind of the main reason that jesus has the kind of authority that he has and is able to do the things that he does is because he only does what he sees the father doing and let's be clear it's not all health and wealth and happiness and wisdom and healing and prosperity At least it wasn't for Jesus. I mean, I don't know. I remember something about him saying that no servant can be better than his master. And apparently, for Jesus to do everything that he was supposed to do, to be absolutely successful in obeying God, meant that he had to do a few things that he didn't want to do. And that didn't really bring him joy or healing or health or prosperity. Some of the things that God had for Jesus were very difficult. But that doesn't mean that we don't follow him as our master. That doesn't mean that we don't follow him in his path, that we don't walk the same path that Jesus walked. And so it's important for us to wait on the Lord in order to discern God's will and to follow Him in whatever He commands us, regardless of the outcome, regardless of whether we get what we want or not. And that's a lot of what this season of Lent is about, taking time to fast from food so that we make time to pray, taking time to set money that we would have spent gratifying our own desires money that we would have spent on ourselves so that we can give it to the church or so that we can give it to the poor, so that we can share with people in need, so that we can make something greater than ourselves a priority. And that's a big part of what this season of waiting and preparing and discerning is supposed to be about. There are quite a few verses about the centrality of this in the Christian life, in the, in the scriptures, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Jesus says, If you love me, keep my commands. Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them and he will come to them and make our home with them. And many times, waiting on the Lord and being slower than someone else wants us to be uh, is the practice of faith. There is such a thing as as just what faith is, is just to wait. Faith is to not take action. Faith can be to to not react, to not hit back, to, to not... Uh, send that email or get into that Facebook war or whatever, right? Many times, to do the will of God means that we have to go slower than what we want to do. We have to move with deliberation and care and take time to seek the Father's faith, or to seek His face, sorry, with faith. That's often what it means To have trust in God is to wait. The other reason that we wait on God, and I think that Jesus makes this really clear in the parable that we're about to look at, is that God is just worthy of our patient attention. That, if you will, waiting on the Lord and paying attention to God is in many ways an end in itself. You might even say it's the end to which we are all called and what we will be doing in all of eternity. That paying attention to God and living within our limits and letting Him be Lord is really, and figuring out how to do that is really what this life is all about. That we're learning to hear the voice of God, to rejoice in His presence, and to do what He says. You know, something I just have been thinking about is how I, I read this commentary on Genesis, the, the story of the fall and the story of the Garden Eden. You know that you have you have this you have this beautiful, lush creation, everything's taken care of. Uh, you know, the job is walk around and enjoy the sunshine and name the animals, right? Like just learn stuff and 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 have dominion and have power. You know, everything you, you can imagine, community. Uh, perf- a great relationship with a with a person of the opposite sex, like all of it, right? Like everything is great. And then right in the middle, not in the back in some tucked away corner, right in the middle, God places this tree and says, just don't eat out of that tree. Right in the mid- Yeah, if I was doing it, I would have put it like, you know, in a file cabinet, you know, like maybe behind some bushes or something. Yeah, but no, no, God puts it right in the middle, right at the center And it's this idea, really, it's kind of this idea of limits, right? Like, are we going to respect God's limits on us or not? Is often the question. Because if we're not going to respect God's limits, if we're not going to wait when God says wait, is He really our God? Is He really the one calling the shots? in our life. I think that's important to consider in this season of waiting and preparation. And so Jesus describes it this way. He says, therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. And I'll just, let me just offer a little aside here. I, I, can I just say that um, most of the time when I have seen something really powerful or supernatural happen in my life, it is at the most inconvenient time it is at the time when i don't expect it it is not something that i'm ready for when i get a nudge from the holy spirit to hey would you go and talk to that person or would you you know invite that person to church or ask that per- it just it always seems like it's going to kill me like i i don't want to do that no i'm doing my own thing god i am busy over here if i can ask that person if they want prayer and they tell me no it's going to feel awkward i'm it's going to feel awkward me just asking them i don't want to Oh, I don't want to do it. But you got to be dancing when the spotlight hits you. If you want to see the Lord flow through your life, if we want to see God change us, if we want to see God directing us and leading us in powerful ways that we read about in Scripture and that we believe and have experienced, some still happen today then we have to have our attention on the Lord. We want to be ready. We don't want to be interrupted with our own kind of fleshly little side project that was our idea. We want to be being about the Father's business so that when He speaks into a situation, we're ready to go. We're ready to turn. We've got attention. Imagine, you know, not not paying attention to somebody that, is telling you what to do. I mean, like, imagine, imagine if the person landing the plane is not listening to the air traffic controller. Imagine if, uh, you know, if, if you're playing in a band or a choir or something like that, and you're, you're not paying attention to the other musicians or the, or the conductor, how is that going to go? We're supposed to be attentive. We're supposed to be people who are waiting on the Lord to direct us and guide us. So you must be ready because you do not know when the Son of Man will come. He will come in an hour when you do not expect Him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the Master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose Master finds him doing so When he returns, truly I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, my master is staying away a long time. And he then begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him at an hour he is not aware of. He'll cut them to pieces and assign them a place with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We have to be attentive or something bad is going to happen, right? And that, I, I, don't think that, I, don't, I don't think that this verse is saying if you ever take your attention off God, then you're going straight to hell or he's going to punish you. Or something. You have to understand this in the context of Jesus' whole ministry and his whole this whole attitude, but there is a warning here for people who who think that they're following God to pay attention to God and to not, not, not abuse that authority, not abuse that position of leadership. If you call yourself a Christian, if you call yourself a person who follows Jesus, then you have to be a person who follows Jesus. And, and don't misrepresent God. Don't abuse the authority that God has given you through the sacrifice of his son. Like, pay attention to what the Lord is doing and follow God. It's really, really important. So how can we do this? What are some ways that we can practice waiting on the Lord? Well, I'd say, first of all, you know, maybe when you're making big life decisions, you know, any kind of a decision that's important, uh, maybe if you can, and and let let me just make a caveat here. Uh, I understand that there's some privilege in what I'm about to say, okay Some people have impossible and important life decisions forced on them, and they just don't have the luxury of taking time to pray and discern and wait right like it really is a crisis that's urgent you know um, everybody fleeing their home in ukraine right now doesn't doesn't really have the luxury of being in a process of discernment they're they're just in total crisis mode, and they just have to, uh, they just have to flee. And so I just, I want to, I just want to acknowledge that. I want to acknowledge that when I'm saying, hey, don't rush your decisions, some decisions just have to be rushed, and that's just the, that's just the, the hard reality of living in this world that's twisted by sin, and, and is uh, has abandoned God's plan. Like, that's, that's a lot of people's lived experience, and that's, that's real for a lot of people uh, in the world. And so, With that caveat, though, hey, why would we choose to be in crisis? Why would we choose to have to make the decision quickly? Why would we choose to not take the time to just slow down even just a little bit? And maybe, you know, sometimes for some decisions this could be like, hey, take five minutes, Take, take a breath at least, and pray about how we're gonna to respond to something, you know? Because I, here's something I know about myself. I know that I can think that things are urgent that aren't really all that urgent, right? And and, uh, and my kids are sometimes really good at making me see, making me feel like things are more urgent than they actually are, right? right? And they know this. They know that if they can create a sense of urgency, then I will make the decision that will make them stop misbehaving as quickly as possible in order to appease them there's a power struggle, right? When, and 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 you know what else is you know what else is, is true? Is uh, politicians are really good at trying to create a sense of urgency. Um, uh, sometimes manipulative leaders and organizations are really good at, at creating this false sense of urgency. Uh, a lot of times, salespeople are really good at kind of creating a false sense of urgency, uh, making you want to make a decision quickly. So, and making it seem like it's important to make that decision quickly. And so. It, I think it's just good to be aware, like, hey, do we need to make this decision right now? Is that that really important? Or can we take a minute or two to just wait and take a breath and, you know, pray for a minute and ask God what he would have us do? On the other hand, I'm also the kind of person that uh, is really good at, uh, yeah, kind of being a little wishy-washy. I, I, tend to be, I tend to see the world in shades gray. I, I, I don't like making decisions. Like, having to make a decision actually really stresses me out. I would l- rather leave all the decisions undone and just kind of see what happens, right? Like, I, I'm definitely the person who is, is happy and fine with things being undecided, and actually, when things get decided, I often feel boxed in and cramped and trapped, and I don't I don't like that feeling, uh, I, that, that's, a, that's kind of maybe just a, a personality trait that I have. So if you identify with that, well, you know, hey, maybe, maybe the thing to do, maybe the thing to do is to, so you don't kind of slide into just like totally going with the flow, being tossed this way and that by whatever, whatever wave of teaching is kind of hot right now or whatever, uh, whatever kind of happens. Maybe the thing to do is to set a deadline Right, and say I'm going to make this decision by this time, uh, and so I want to pray, and uh, and fast, and whatever I need to do, I want to study the scriptures. I want to I want to ask a friend what they think about this, you know, a, a trusted person who uh, I've known speaking in my life. Like, take some time and be be more intentional about that time, and give yourself a deadline for when we need to make that decision so that it doesn't just become, you know, well, I'm just, I'm just waiting on the Lord as sort of a smoke screen for I'm being a coward. And I don't want to decide on something that I really need to decide about. Um, so maybe set a deadline and take some time to discern the will of God. That would be, be kind of one way to practice waiting. And then the next way is actually something that we're actually going to all practice together right now. Um, in just a minute we 're going to practice waiting in silence, and so I kind of just want to set this up and describe what i 'm going about to invite us to do and if this if this isn 't your thing you 're like i don 't know this is way too uncomfortable doors right there it 's fine you know thanks for coming, love you um, you know that 's cool, but uh, we want to uh, here in a minute uh, i 'm going to invite everybody to stand up and we 're just going to wait before the Lord in silence i 'm going to invite Phil to come up in a second and um, we 're going to wait before the Lord in silence. And we're going to just try to listen to God's voice. Jesus says that my sheep uh, know my voice, and they follow me. And so if, if you've accepted Jesus into your heart, uh, good news, God can speak to you. Right? And it's good to discern that. It's good to sort out, like, what's my own, like, dream Know, what's like the bad pizza I ate yesterday, and what's the voice of God? Like, it, it's good to discern that, and like the Bible really helps us with that. Like, the Bible really uh, helps us sort that out. Is this like what I read in Scripture, or is it totally wacky? Right? It's good to it's good to know the Scriptures. That can help us discern the will of God. It's also good to talk to somebody about it. It's also good to talk to a friend, you know, uh, a a person who you know knows the Lord and and knows it was God's voice, and, and have that person kind of help you sort out what's real. But we just kind of want to practice taking a little bit of time to just hear from the Lord. And so I invite you, if you want to do that now, would you please stand? So I'm just going to welcome the Holy Spirit, and my hope is, is that God is going to speak to us. So we're just going to wait before the Lord in silence. We're going to try to go for about two minutes. It's going to feel excruciatingly long because it's so countercultural. Okay? Father, we just welcome your spirit. Lord, we wait on you now. Lord, speak to us. presence here this morning. Lord, I just ask that in this time of prayer that you would have your way. Some of us are experiencing uh, God's presence, and in that you just would say, I want more. I just want more of this. I'd invite you to come forward at this time, and um, somebody who's been trained to pray, and not be too weird, will just put their hand on your shoulder and ask how they can pray for you. Uh, Some of us are kind of experiencing uh, maybe some conviction. Like, we know that God has called us to do something, um, and we're a, little, we're a little afraid to decide, actually. Like, we, we've kind of been putting it off. Um, love to pray for you. Lo- love, love, to, love to just seek the Lord with you about that and what God's timing is for you in making that important decision. And then some of us, uh, you know, we, we're uncomfortable silence, and maybe just having a, a minute or two to just be silent before the Lord just some really strong emotions come up like you're preoccupied with something else and that's like the only thing you can think of like like something your, your mind just went to some kind of controversy or some sort of pain uh hey guess what god wants to help with that all right god wants to help you with that and and lead you through that and guide you through that and so i would just say if, if any of those things um resonated or if you just want any reason uh just come up here in the front Somebody will um, just put their hand on your shoulder and ask how they can pray for you. Also, during this time, um, if you felt like you had a word for the Lord that might be uh, something that you want to share with everybody, would you, would you just come tap me on the shoulder and, and we can sort that out and make sure that that's something that's appropriate to share or not, okay? All right, so during this time, just come forward and let's get prayer.